Pilingram, and this is Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. On today's show, we'll celebrate the birthday of Texas. It became the 28th state of the United States in 1845. We'll learn about the great tasting condiment, jalapeno jelly, and learn where it came from. And we'll talk about money, specifically what the Bible says about the love of money. That's all coming up today on Welcome to Texas. Hope On Demand is a brand new mobile app where you can see videos, listen to podcasts, read blogs and articles to help you grow in your faith. Download the mobile app now on iOS and Android. Just search for Hope On Demand. Far too often, many people think they would be happy if they had more money. In the book of Hebrews, it reminds us that we should not love money. Money is important, don't get me wrong. We need it to live on, that's for sure. But it's not the answer to happiness and the answer to our prayers. In a recent survey, some of the richest people in the world, many were not happy and had little hope for pursuing anything worthwhile. As a matter of fact, they felt like they lost too much with broken relationships and pursuing the almighty dollar. The Bible is clear. It says money will rule our lives if we let it. You cannot expect money to do what God can do. It won't happen. You can't replace God with money. Don't lose hope and move forward to fulfill your dreams, but look to God and not money to bring you happiness. Chasing your dreams should be dependent on hope with God at the very center. It says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 4, it says, Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Hope on Demand has a brand new podcast called The Art of Friendship. It's hosted by my friend and author, Kim Weir. It's all about creating and keeping relationships that matter. Look for it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Art of Friendship. When it comes to food, Texas has always played by its own rules. Jalapeno pepper jelly is widely popular in the Lone Star State. This is the only place on the planet that's bold enough to mix hot peppers in with a fruit extract of some kind, call it pepper jelly, and then market it and sell it. Texans love it. Over the years, it's become a southern tradition, especially during the holidays, used as a glaze, sauce, appetizer, and some even put it on their cheesecake. It was created by a chef in Lake Jackson, Texas, south of Houston. It was marketed and sold commercially in stores for the first time in 1978. It can actually be prepared in a variety of ways. Pepper jelly can be sweet, hot, salty, spicy, and savory. A few of the common peppers used to make pepper jelly are jalapenos, habaneros, and red bell peppers. The fruit preserve is usually a reddish or greenish color depending on the peppers that are used. Some chefs get really creative at times. They use all three of the different peppers in a batch of the goodness. Jalapeno pepper jelly. Yep, another great product of Texas. Hope on Demand has a podcast called Anything But Quiet Time. It's hosted by my good friends Rochelle and Carter. 
Each week, they have fun and insightful conversation about what they're learning in their quiet time. You can download it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for anything but quiet time. The state of Texas recently celebrated a birthday. In 1844, newly elected United States President James K. Polk and the U.S. Congress agreed to annex the Republic of Texas. And on December 29, 1845, Texas became the 28th state of the United States of America. There were still disputes between Texas and Mexico because Mexico never recognized Texas' independence. They sort of looked at Texas as a renegade Mexican state. Yeah, they were a little slow on the uptake there. This tension led to the Mexican-American War between 1846 and 1848. When the war was over, Mexico relinquished its claim on Texas, as well as other regions, in what is now the southwestern United States. Now, because Texas tolerated slavery, this caused a lot of tension between slave states and those that did not allow slaves here in the United States. Therefore, Texas gave up some of its territory to the federal government in the Compromise of 1850, and that helped ease some of the tension. Even though Texas gave up some non-slave-owning territory, it gained El Paso in the Compromise. The population of Texas continued to grow with immigrants from Europe, especially immigrants from Germany and Bohemia. It's time for me to vamoose to the hoose. I'm Bill Ingram, and this has been Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I hope you'll join me again for Welcome to Texas.